feel free to like like put a, like a sick beat drop on this <laughs> and use it as like your intro. Welcome back to another episode of the Stainless Podcast. We've got a lot going on. We're going to be talking about Oscar nominations. We're going to be talking about uh, Zoom, another Zoom etiquette uh, issue <laughs> that I face. Uh, we're going to be talking about Taylor Swift, author, grind set mentality, and a whole lot more. But before we get into all that, we thought it'd be fun if we just did today's wordle with everyone. So I'm gonna pull up. No, it would Ben. Okay, I'm just. Fine. I'm just fine. <laughs> I was about to say when Ben says we, I don't think that means what you think it means. I was like, what would be the most torturous thing to do to a podcast listener, and it might be making them, yeah, play wordle with us without them having it in front of them, like just on your commute listening to us guess words. Okay, so it has an L and a T. <laughs> the, the L is in the, the, the second to last spot, ye- yellow. The eyes, eyes on the first, it's on the second one. Uh, but no, we are, uh, we're going to be talking about grind set first. So Dan, what's, what's going on with that these days? So it, it's been a while, Ben, since you and I have delved into the, the Sigma land. Uh, of making oh, yeah. bones, shelling cash by any means necessary. Um, and those of you out in the world that have social media might be familiar with one Grant Cardone. Okay. Um, yeah. What Grant does, he makes money. He <clears throat> makes sure we know that. I He sells courses and speaking engagements. He has like an investment arm as well. Okay. Um, he also has a just absolutely, I, I I'm not going to bring anybody else up into this. He, he's he's a he's a slimy guy. All right, he's, okay. he's a slimy guy. I saw this clip from a speaking engagement that he did. I want to break this down a little bit. It's only a minute, um, but this is Grant Cardone and what he is uh, sharing with us. If I made four hundred grand a year, I would be embarrassed. What a start! <laughs> what a start! Ben, how many people do you think make four hundred thousand dollars in a year? I'm pretty sure that's like 05 percent. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a fraction of a fraction mm-hmm. of people. Mm-hmm. Right. So either he is wildly out of touch, or he's just a jerk, or he's a genius. We'll see. Or he's or he's genius. With myself as a husband, a father, basically as a human being. Okay, so now he's just gunning for your character if you're making anything less than four hundred grand. <laughs> hey, you teacher, you should be embarrassed. I mean, he's really he's really upping my self confidence right now. I feel I feel yeah. great. I feel rock solid right now. Well, it's it's the it's the Navy SEALs mentality of break someone down before you build them up. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys haven't done the math because you cannot live on four hundred grand a year. And if- Ben, do you think that's true? In Biden's America, maybe. <laughs> Inflation keeps going this way. I'm gonna need seven hundred grand just to walk out the door. If you think you can live on four hundred grand a year, I might have to go back and add number one. Nothing. Anybody can make four hundred grand a year. All you got to do is show up. Show up where? 
At the bank, rob it. <laughs> can someone please give me the location I need to show up to make $400,000 a year? You show up at your local Wells Fargo branch at about 1 a.m. <laughs> with a crowbar and you should well, be good to go. You're forgetting a step. You first have to show up at the pawn shop at 10 p.m. the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, get five, this equipment. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, that's fair. I don't know if I'm right or wrong. You guys don't need to agree with me. I've already been paid my fee. I am not here to satisfy you. I don't care if you like me or not, man. I want to move a handful of people in the room to go from 400 grand a year to start thinking about how do I make 4 million? Who's in this room? (laughs) Yeah, who is here? I want to know who the audience is because what he's about to say next intrigues me. Uh Big boy right over here. What'd you make last year? 2.7. How? does anybody live on 2.7 million dollars a year it's he's not even really committing to the bit if you see him he knows he's being so outlandish yeah he's not even taking himself seriously this is crazy like i'm trying to like the underlying message is definitely like okay wait let's finish the clip first and then we'll we'll psychoanalyze Grant cardone my plane eats $2.7 million a year. This dude needs to think different. He's running out of time, man. You guys all in a room, man. You're running out of time. You're in a space that is so frothy with opportunity. It's unbelievable. That it? First of all, hate the word frothy. Yeah, it's not um, <laughs> But I'm, I'm trying to decide if I like the underlying message or not. The underlying message is like, you can always achieve more, like, or you have the capability to do more than you think you do, I guess is the underlying message. Mm-hmm. The deliver I don't know. The delivery's horrible. There are a few things. One, the, the lens of like four hundred thousand dollars is nothing is first of all problematic in a lot of ways. It's a lot yeah. of people really just can't make that because of just Dare I say most disadvantages like People can't make $400,000 a year even if they do everything perfectly because that's just not how our society works. Secondly, uh, the point he's trying to make is like one of the most flawed takes and like most toxic take that you should always strive to make more money. Right. Just to make more money. Like you'll never be like, listen to any uh, like personal coach, therapist, life advisor, they'll all tell you like, you're not like past a certain point, more money will not make you happier or your family right. happier. Yeah. It's, it's a very broken <laughs> and tired metaphor or not metaphor, like message that he's saying, like, I fully support, like work hard. Like, yeah. you know, you can achieve things beyond what you think you can, but like when you frame it as in, you should be embarrassed as a human yeah. being if you don't make something that is almost unthinkable, yeah. you in Wichita, Kansas, if you're not making 400 grand, which is the equivalent of $45 million <laughs> anywhere else in the U.S., <laughs> kill yourself. Like, that's what he's saying. It's yeah, horrible. Pretty much. He's saying, like, you're you're a lousy human being if you, if you can't accomplish that. That's yeah, crazy. He's directly attacking someone's character. Uh, so just would never take advice from from a guy who wears a suit with an untucked button-up shirt. That's just not something I would personally do, but... This message yeah. is sponsored by Nordstrom. <laughs> do you want to hear a take worse than that? 
Oh, yeah. This is someone named Alex Hormozy. Oh, God. Probably the worst take of all time. He's wearing a shirt, uh, a hat that says acquisition.com, which is that's definitely real and not a scam. Yeah. Anyway, slaves worked all the hours they were awake. Oh, God. Where do we think we're going with it? Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) Come on, bro. Full stop. Just ended there. True. That is true. You're right, man. And it was horrible. It was bad. It was horrible. Yeah. There's no possible way that you could possibly try to motivate me with this, could you? With one of the greatest atrocities that mankind has ever is a weird kind of that's kind of Lincoln-esque, you know? (laughs) He's trying to emancipate your mind, man. (laughs) So so far we've established a certifiable fact. Slaves have worked every second that they were awake. Yep. Three seconds in, we are. In line with Mr. Alex here. Facts. Doing good. For their entire lives. In American history, in Egyptian history, in the rest of the world that had slaves, which is most of the world at some some given point. Okay, so we're recognizing that slavery was a worldwide problem. uh, That slaves worked every second. Not a slavery denier. That's a good start. Good. 13 seconds into a 38 second clip we're pretty well aligned mr acquisition we're tracking we're tracking we're doing pretty good here i think like if they can do it so can i you lost me oh you you lost me come on you you just lost me buddy no well if they could do it Uh, i mean I, i could do that all right, let's keep it real. Let's, let's see what, let's see. Now you're like, well, did they have a happy existence? Well, they didn't get to pick the work they did. True. That, they didn't get to pick analysis. anything. Yeah, so, yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he recognizes that they didn't get to pick their work at least. So is that the biggest difference between us and a slave? I think we need to take that one step level above, buddy, and really start psychoanalyzing what that sentence means to you. But it means that you can work. That's if you have the cap behind you. You can work every hour of the day. I'm like, well, if you get to have the cheese and you get to eat the cheese the whole way you're going, then, I mean, there's the famous quote, uh, you know, the person. Wait, what does that mean? Yeah, that, that, uh, I'm not following. Well, if, if, if you get to have the cheese, you get to eat it the whole way. I mean, well, there's a famous quote. What's the famous quote? And who? The person who loves walking walks further than the person who loves the destination. Slave. If only the slaves loved all of their work, Ben, then they too could have made four hundred thousand a year. Holy shit, bro! It's so bad. Like, just say that quote, man. You don't need this insane analogy. It's a great quote. You should love the process of doing the work, not the reward or award at the end. You should love going and and pursuing something, the act of pursuing, but bro. <laughs> does he does he know how slaves were treated? Does does um does he know that? Does he know anything about that? Well, I would venture to guess no. I hope no. Based on this analysis here, he has no other choice now except to live terribly. <laughs> he has no yeah. other choice but to live under the conditions that a slave did. He has to have an owner. He has to have like terrible living conditions. Uh, you know, 
abuse, all of it. He, he, that, that's his only. It's his only way out of this, really. That acquisition.com uh, office has got to be brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's dude. indoors, but they have UV lamps in there to make it feel like 104. It's yeah. one big steam room to to simulate the humidity of the deep south. Yeah, dude, it's, it's actually just their office is outside in like Death Valley. It's just like on the side of like there's like a stretch of freeway for a hundred miles and yeah. then just an open concrete flat with forty desks. Holy shit, bro! Holy shit! Yeah, that's so crazy. We're reaching new levels of content out here, folks. This is craziest craziest thing i've ever heard in my life i i dropped i I stopped everything i was doing and i was like what did this man just say oh my god bro this is a friendly stating desk reminder that it's okay uh to not make four hundred thousand dollars a year (laughs) even though that's what we make from the podcast uh you know you don't you don't have to be like us don't be don't be okay to be happy with your job at 40 hours a week uh it's okay (laughs) Don't unironically turn yourself into a slave. He could have used any other example. Just use like Mark Wahlberg. That guy wakes up at like 3 a.m. He has an insane day. Just use that, man. Mark you know, Mark can do it. I can do it. I, I saw uh-huh. this other thing with this guy saying like, like I wake up at 2.30 in the morning. I have to be in the gym by 3.30. You know what they don't talk about is the fact that they're in bed at 6 p.m. It's so true. It's so true. They've just like, they completely leave that part out. Yeah, they just like adjusted the structure of their day. I'm going to start going to bed at like 4 p.m. and waking up at midnight. I'm like, I'm at the gym at 12.01. Yeah. What are you doing, sleeping? <laughs> yeah, well, while, you're, while you're watching Sunday night football, I'm four hours into my sleep. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, idiot. Some people have a normal schedule. That's crazy. That's just not real. Real grinders can operate at normal hours of the day. Oh, you you work at nine to five and have a normal schedule. Yeah, I have the schedule of a Victorian lamplighter. Okay, <laughs> we're not built the same. I have a schedule of Dracula, actually. So, if Dracula had, a, it had an accountant, that would be me. <laughs> that would be me. That would be me. Okay. Well, um, you know, hopefully that guy has nothing but failure. <laughs> I, uh, okay. So, I'm, I'm constantly on the grind set journey as well in my nine to five. And I experienced an interaction, a Zoom interaction that I wanted your thoughts on. So I'm sure you've experienced this. I'm sure our listeners have experienced this, where you start saying something on a yep. Zoom call and someone else starts talking at the same time. Oh, the worst. Right. And, uh, you know, this, so this happened to me this week. And usually it's pretty clear cut, right? We talk at the same time I say, Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Or, oh, sorry. And then the other person continues. Or they do it to me. But this time, we both also said, oh, yep. sorry, you go ahead. Also at the same time. The apology was also at the same time. So we both, this is a, this is a four-person call. This is a between two of us. And so we both just stood there at the same time, waiting for the other to talk. 
You know what the hack is to this? I've cracked this. Okay. So because I'm on 30 hours of Zoom meetings a week, this tends uh-huh. to happen every day. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the hack to fix this, if you both say, no, you go at the same time, I immediately hit the mute button on Zoom. So it shows that I'm mm-hmm. muted and I'm not talking anymore. That's very smart. And it's a visual cue to them to say, okay, it's time for me to talk now. That's very smart. Okay. Even even if it's like an informal meeting, like between like teammates, or is this like with external parties or both? Um, if it is a okay, so if it's an internal meeting, but something like where we're talking about like work related stuff, I'll do it still. But if it's just like my team and we're just kind of like talking or whatever, like having like an end of week recap or something like that, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> You don't think the mute button is like kind of passive aggressive? Like, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Be my guest. <laughs> well, only if I hit mute and then like sit with my arms crossed in like the, the, the video afterwards. And like I you can use my finger and I just point. I'm in the chat. Unbelievable. <laughs> Get a love for this guy. You always do this. Um, so yeah, what I did is not that. What I did was I just started screaming you sometimes well i don't know i try to like even if they say you go i try to always like insist that they go but since it was the same time i literally just sat there frozen i just with my hand on my chin i just waited for them to start it was like a good two seconds one mississippi two mississippi and then I like, and then I like just like smile, <laughs> and everyone kind of chuckled about it. And she went, but it was okay. so it like ended up okay, but it was still pretty pretty rough. No, that'll take a year off your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so I like that method. I like that method. Yeah, the the mute button method is is tried and true for me at this <clears throat> point. Um, and if it's an internal thing, like where it's casual, I'll, I'll just like keep telling them go. No, just go. <laughs> Hit him with the like the clap react. <laughs> just something so rogue. Like that's impossible to decipher. <laughs> like a heart react. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Hit him with a ghost emoji. Yeah. Okay, I like it. Uh listeners, hopefully you can use that. Yeah, you're welcome. We're here for advice. Yeah. Professional only. One last thing before we go into the break. Uh I got really frustrated at this store the other day. Okay. I decided... Tomato looking at you funny? <laughs> no, no, not the grocery store. Oh, okay. Little Target, actually, I got frustrated. Oh, okay. So I've historically been a guy that if I need to make a birthday card or send a note to somebody, I just have like blank stationery and I just okay. write right on there, give them the card, card, the card that way. Yeah. I've recently ran out of said stationery, the end of an era. Um, Damn. and so I was like, all right, there's a birthday in my family coming up. We go to target, get a card, mm-hmm. do it the old fashioned way. Sure. Every single card sucks. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. You're pretty generous. How is Hallmark in business? I, I, I saw a card that said happy birthday. The B is for beer. Dude, the, the the funny ones are like 
god awful. And the sentimental ones are like too sentimental. There's no yeah. sweet spot. Dad, I would give you my kidney tomorrow. Dude, yeah, it's like Whoa! every day I wake up and I think about you, Dad. And I think about all the amazing times we had together. And I miss you dearly. And you're the best person in my life. Happy 60th! <laughs> Dad, I was on a ledge last night. I almost jumped off. And then I thought about all of our good times together. So, Jesus Christ! I'm so happy to have you here. Happy colonoscopy from your son. <laughs> all right, yeah. Go well soon. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a problem, like, bro. I, I don't know what the weirdest thing is. Like there are a select few members in my family that will like provide me cards for like my birthday or like, you know, holidays and stuff. And they're great. Like good. Yeah. Where yeah. are <laughs> they finding them? Who is your dealer? I know. Cause I've really tried all kinds of sources. I've tried target. I've tried paper source. I've tried the Hallmark store itself. I, I, I don't know. I don't know where it's they are. Such a gift to be able to find a good card. I I would pay a finder's fee for someone to find cards for me. <laughs> Dude, I know. It should be a service. Can I get like, like it, what would that be? Like greeting cards as a service? Dude, G-Cas. yeah. GCAS. Yeah. GCAS, baby. <laughs> I'm going to open the first GCAS business. Yeah, forget AI. We need to start investing in this. This is next up. Yeah. Like outsourcing sentimental events. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what i like to do i won't gatekeep my secret for the audience i like to find a card it may be goofy or like have a like a like a dog or some shit I, I i like to find something that reminds me of that person or like we like let's say you were out in the woods with your bro and you ran into a skunk you find a card with a skunk on it and then you start your card with like, oh, remember that time we saw a skunk in the forest? And then you go into it. Yeah, but then the inside of the card says, I hope your birthday doesn't stink as much as this skunk. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You forget the innards. It's only what's on, on the outside. <laughs> All right, Grant life Cardone. <laughs> yeah, life. <laughs> Uh, interesting interesting so i ended up buying just a a, a box of blank uh, note cards and i, I will be using those <laughs> you just bought many. some three by five index cards <laughs> it's still better <laughs> yeah maybe maybe uh no about like, yeah, like proper note cards with envelopes so like that yeah that's someone please invent a gift that this is just like the plot of her partially Dude, I, I was going to say, every time I see greeting cards or think about them, I think of the movie Her. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, the main character of Her, his like job is people give him prompts and stuff, and he like writes sentimental cards and like letters for them. An alternate plot of Her is that he uses his AI assistant to write the best cards and he becomes a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anyone can live off $400,000 a day. <laughs> Yeah, in a grind set, better plot. <laughs> um, short target. We'll be back. Welcome back, Sigmas. Uh, it's, it's Cooler Talk, everybody's favorite segment of the show, where Ben and I each try a new drink each week and give you a rating on a scale of 1 to 10. Uh, ben brought a half gallon of what looks like <laughs> tomato juice, so I'm really intrigued to see what he's about to be sipping. 
it on for us. Pretty close. Yeah, it is almost a full liter of grapefruit juice. <laughs> wow. For only $3 at your local Trader Joe's. Gosh, shout out. 100% juice. juice. One of the 100% juice? That's right. It smells like grapefruits, if you can believe that. <laughs> I wonder what it tastes like. It's like apple wraps. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is actually good. So, do you like grapefruit juice? Yeah. I, like, remember as a kid, I wanted to like it because I thought it would mean my palate was <laughs> refined and mature. But that I was your it, that was your bar. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Not like a, a whiskey, it was just grapefruit juice. Um and uh I never liked it and I still don't like it, I think. That's a shame. But even though about 14 seconds ago you said it's good. Actually, I think I like it. It's got like a nice bite to it. Okay, okay. It's kind of like a like a whiskey. Like it's not like a lemonade. It's got a little something behind it, like punching you in the face a little bit. Grapefruit. It'll punch you in the face. That's right. Uh, I will give it a 6.9. That's a lot higher than I was expecting. Wow. As far as grapefruit juice goes, great. Well done. Well done. Good job, grapefruits. (laughs) All right. For me, I've got a much smaller receptacle. It's only seven and a half ounces. Um, It's a twirl milk tea. I love milk okay. tea. Okay. Um, it is a Taiwan style black milk tea. And Ben, which gimmick do you think this uh, can has? Which popular drink gimmick is it? Hmm. I don't know. It's nitro infused. Ah. Uh, it's a indeed. good old fashioned nitro Taiwan style black milk tea, just how <laughs> they do it in Taiwan. Um, it's the perfect pick me up. So. Oh, apparently I'm supposed to pour this into a glass. I'm not going to do that, though. Um, doesn't have a lot of caffeine. Thank goodness. Uh, naturally occurring antioxidants. Good for you. It's only 45 calories for this little can. And it's vegan as well. The final boss of like startup drinks is like a nitro-infused probiotic prebiotic kombucha. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> Crack this puppy open. You can enjoy it hot or cold. You don't see that on every can. You do not. So brownie points to twirl. Where do you find it? Your local sprouts? Your local sprouts, baby. There it is. (laughs) That's an interesting taste. Hmm. (laughs) Hmm. If analysis were a face, that, that would be what Dan just did. Yeah. This is the first time I've ever seen nutritional facts that list a half gram of anything. This has a one or has one and a half grams of protein in it. <laughs> okay. I really want you to know that gains. Yeah. Um, there's not much to it. I mean, okay. it is definitely a milk tea. It's not sweet at all. It's like chalky. So, oh, chalky is the word. It's just like there's like the, the tea aspect to it. it. It's overwhelmed by, I think, the milk aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um it was like, like sweet. It's milk. a plant-based milk made with peas. Ew. <laughs> so that might have something to do with the less than enjoyable flavor here. Um, peas are the. I don't know how I've never thought about this. Peas are the worst vegetable. It's not even close. Awful take. People say it's Brussels sprouts. Oh no, that's a. 
That's a six-year-old take right there. Brussels sprouts are great. I love Brussels sprouts. Fucking suck, bro. Texture is terrible. Size is terrible. You can't like use a fork with them. But eating with a spoon is weird. They're always squishy. They don't taste good. They're they're bad. I feel like you haven't had peas in the right context. Like I guess in like a fried rice, it's all right. Like a like have you ever had like an pasta dish? Yeah, I guess that's true. Kinda but hurts. I'd rather have like a caper. You'd rather have a caper than a pea? 100%. It's got some taste to it. Peas just... It's just mush. Wow. It's spherical mush. Very interesting take there from Benjamin Norman. That's right. Uh, I'm full of them. Yeah. All right. I'm going to give this a 4-6. Wow, that's bad. Yeah, not good. I will not be finishing this one. Do not recommend. Sorry, Twirl. All right, we'll be back with my top five. All right, welcome back. This is uh, top five, where we share a top five, and uh, one of us shares a top five, and the other person guesses the the uh, category. Category, I suppose. Uh, all right, so this week, number one, we got Some Nights by Fun. Ooh, <clears throat> Radioactive <laughs> oh, by Imagine Dragons. Oh, yeah. Get Lucky by Daft Punk and Pharrell. Oh boy. Good Life by One Republic. Ooh, by One Republic. And of course, No Faith in Brooklyn by Hoodie Allen. Oh! <laughs> wow, you just threw like some heaters at me. Okay, <laughs> okay. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Top five songs that would get you most hyped at a high school lunch. That's that's pretty true. I uh yeah, top top five songs I am most embarrassed to have loved in my childhood. <laughs> I was obsessed with maybe all of these songs. Wait, wait, wait. The, what was the first one? Some nights by fun. Oh, I'm not embarrassed about that one. Some nights I stay. Up. Dude, that they had like three or four songs on that album that I listen I I still will listen to on the regular. I'm like song hits okay there there are a lot of ones i could have slotted in there for sure yeah i'm surprised there wasn't more g easy he's still good bro <laughs> you like lady killers lady killers too <laughs> oh yeah man it's uh it's very tough i think i mean i notoriously loved imagine dragons in like when in like eighth grade <laughs> It's just, it's the most embarrassing part of me, I think. And I will carry it till the day I die. This is what it is. Radioactive went pretty hard when it came out. I, I blame think you too much for that. I listen to that song three times a day. That's, it's like my, my school pregame song. Like before I went to school, I just watched the music video. It's fucking no. <laughs> that's okay. That's, that's wrong. Yeah. That's, that's like, like 14 year old Sigma though. Yeah, that is, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, listen to Radioactive before uh, before algebra. <laughs> Feeling pretty good. Feeling frosty going in. Pretty beast. Yeah, that's that. Wow. All right. What a top five. Uh, continuing on for things that make us angry. Uh, they just released Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. A lot of expected nominees in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in perhaps the most 
ironic snubbing of the Oscars, uh, Miss Greta Gerwig did not get the the nod for uh, best director and in her movie. Margot and Miss Margot Robbie did not get her nod as best actress either. But horribly ironic. But, Ryan Gosling got got Gosling his got nod for best supporting actor. You hate to see it. Uh, okay, <laughs> I hate to see it. I'm just like bracing for impact because I know I'm just gonna get destroyed for this. Uh, I've seen the chatter all day on Twitter. I have. And I do agree <clears throat> that Greta was not. But the whole thing about Margot Robbie versus not getting it, Ryan Gosling getting it, and how that's sexist, I don't think that's fair. Like, <clears throat> yeah, this happens all the time. Like, Leonardo DiCaprio wasn't nominated for Best, Support- Best Actor, Lead Actor, uh, and Robert De Niro in Killers of the Flower Moon was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Like, that happens all the time just because categories can be really stacked. Um, <clears throat> also, I was, like, listening to something about, like, Leo's snubs in the past and how, like, the Academy doesn't like to have, like, a glamorous role be when the win the Oscar like you got you got to get kind of grimy you got to like do something really spectacular to get it like Leo and the Revenant right he like dragged himself around and like ate raw bison liver and whatever and like rubbed dirt in his eyes and like he didn't get it for Wolf of Wall Street because that was kind of like a like a pretty boy performance right and like saving Gilbert Grape all the others so I think Barbie was just too safe, I think. Like, Margot Robbie was great. She, it was great acting. But, like, I don't think there was any, like, crazy performance, like, generational. That's my take. But I also don't know if Ryan Gosling did that either. So I, I do hear that. Right. Um, well, and America Ferreira got the Best Supporting Actress nom. Yeah, I don't really... She didn't have that monologue. But I do hear you. Yeah. I, I think it was just, like, a really stacked list i also think like it doesn't really matter because emma stone is gonna win it for poor things so i didn't even see poor things i didn't admittedly i didn't see any of the films that best actress nominees were done i only saw two i have no room to talk yeah i only saw two of the five so i agree i can't like say they're all better than margo but um i mean i don't know i can speak to like lily gladstone and Emma Stone were better than Margot Robbie and Barbie. I'm just saying. But no, I, I think Greta Gerwig was definitely snubbed. And it is very ironic. But it's yeah. classic Academy. The Academy sucks. Like, I don't get why people are so surprised when they do. They pull this shit every single year. I mean, major award shows at this point are just garbage. Yeah. Um, which is sad because it used to be like a cool, fun thing. Eh, maybe the Tonys are still good. I don't know. I haven't watched <laughs> in a while. Never, never tuned into that. Dude, it's some good performances on the Tonys. Neil Patrick Harris has been known to host a few times. Also, Barbie was nominated for Best Picture. Like, yeah. As a director or as a actor, isn't that like validation in itself? Because, like, it couldn't have been nominated without your performance or your directing. 
I don't know. People rip on Steph because he won the finals but didn't win MVP. Uh, I don't. That's not me. <laughs> not me. That's not me. That's just that's just my burner. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is true. That's like that's like valuing MVPs <laughs> over uh, finals. The individual yeah. award versus the team award. That's true. Interesting. Huh. Well, we'll see. It, none yeah, of it we'll matters see. anyway, by the way. <laughs> like, no, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> like, everyone loved Margot Robbie in Barbie. Isn't that all that matters? Who cares if they have, like, the the Academy's uh, stamp of approval? Who cares? Right. Leo's regarded as one of the best male actors of all time. He has one lonely Oscar. It's exactly right. So Exactly right. You know, don't let him get you down, Margot. Yeah! Anyway, speaking of celebrities, uh, Ben, there's a new. Uh, have you have you seen the trailer or heard of the movie Argyle? Oh, ho, ho, ho. I think I've seen that trailer probably thirty times. I saw a good amount of movies in theaters last year, and it was at the in the previews for every single movie, and that's before all their their commercials and their big marketing push here at the end. But why? Why are you asking? Well. So for those of you that are unaware, the movie Argyle is about a woman that writes a book that happens to be like a spy thriller, but it also mirrors exactly what's happening in the real world with spies and action and stuff like that. A cool little premise. I like it. Um, Inside Edition did a report showing or claiming that there are many Taylor Swift fans out there that believe that she is the author of said book, Argyle. Oh my. Why? Because she has a cat. Well, Ben, I'm very glad you asked. So here's the here, here's the whole kind of premise that behind this theory. So Ellie Conway is the name of the character slash author of the book. And th- the actual book is being published as a side promotional material with, the, with the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the movie, yes, you're correct. The main character who is being played by Bryce Dallas Howard uh, has a cat, but not just any cat, Ben. The Scottish Fold, which is the same breed that Taylor Swift has. One of her three cats. Mm. Um, Taylor Swift has actually popularized the breed a lot. Uh, they did an interviewer with a Scottish Fold breeder saying that Taylor Swift has made their demand higher than ever. Um, in the book... Get and your the pets movie, from shelters, folks! And get them spayed and neutered. Shout out Bob Barker. Um, and in the book slash movie, which are the same thing, uh, the cat is often seen in a backpack with a little bubble porthole. Guess who else carries their cat in a backpack with a bubble porthole? Uh, probably millions of people. <laughs> yes, but do they do it because Taylor Swift does it also? Probably. I've been looking again in one of those, and I didn't know Taylor did that. You're not going to get one anymore, are you? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. What else? What else? What else? There, there is more evidence to add to the ever-growing pile that right. she is also the author. Keep, keep them coming. Did you know that one time Taylor Swift wrote and directed a short film? And in, in this short film, there was a red-headed author, similar to Bryce Dallas Howard, notorious redhead Bryce Dallas Howard. Okay. The evidence is there. Is that it? Yes. This, I, it always baffles me. I don't even know the phrase for it. I'm going to call it vicarious main character syndrome. That, uh, Dang, that's, that's actually really good. That Swifties have. Like, they think 
Taylor is the main character of literally everything. It's insane. This is why her fans have ruined fandom for real. <laughs> like they are so extreme. Everything has to be about Taylor. Everything. Until they stormed the Capitol, I'm not going to say they're the worst fans out there. <laughs> That's a good point. We are not that close, far from that happening, from our own Taylor Swift insurrection. Uh, like, I'm all about enjoy what you enjoy, have fun with it, you know, whatever. It's not hurting everybody, but there's a line where it's starting to get a little crazy, folks. Dude, it's weird. It is like, what are you doing all day? <laughs> Think of these theories. That's yeah, a little, little interesting. Would we have been saying the same thing though about the Beatles? Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Yeah, I'm like imagining a world. Ever since we brought up Jan Six, I'm imagining a world where <laughs> Taylor Swift insurrection might happen. I think if if Kanye did the MTV Music Awards, um, sorry to interrupt thing, all those antics today, I think that. Swifties would storm Kanye's compound. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think they would. I think they would. Seriously, they could mobilize through social media, just like the insurrectionists. <laughs> That's scary. People are warning us about the sleeper cells coming from the southern border. They're <laughs> already here, folks. Yeah. There's an army of millions in this country that are ready to rise as soon as their leader says so. Oh, my God. When Bad Blood Part 3, not featuring Kendrick Lamar, comes out and she says, kill the president, it's over. It, like, do you think if Taylor Swift asked or told Swifties or, like, dropped, she's, like, queuing on, bro. Do you think she would, if she, like, gave them a command to do something heinous, they would do it? Yeah. Yes. Like, some would. Yes. Fully believe it. Same thing. I, I feel like this. I mean, most celebrity. I feel like Kanye has more crazy people in there, but a different kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Like if Kanye told people to, like, shoot your local pawn shop owner, we'd be seeing pawn shops going getting out left and right. It's so true. I feel like if Taylor Swift said that to her fans, they'd be like, mm, "Are we sure about that one?" <laughs> like, I feel like they hesitate a little bit more. Yeah, that's a good point. Has to align with the brand. Um, yeah. Like kill shooter, shooter Braun, scooter Braun. Um, I think I, I actually do love a fun conspiracy theory. So I'm actually kind of Loki for this. I think it's funny. Um, but I will say that there is no way that Taylor Swift has any time to write a fucking movie. <laughs> she, no. Like maybe her team someone on her team did it and it was like inspired by taylor swift or maybe some one of her millions of fans wrote it inspired by taylor swift but taylor swift did not write this movie no she's got way too much going on folks she's got her own other movie it's she's got a movie about her on tour for real also like taylor is so dialed that like everything works kind of like symbiotically with one another like everything every action works in tandem with everything else yeah. like the movie helped the tour um and vice the versa tour helped her like re-recordings it's all connected then you just it's got his argyle movie with dua lipa yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shout out dua lipa though uh yeah no <laughs> 
makes no sense. Um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't fit the brand. We know Taylor Swift better than most Swifties do at this point. Right. It doesn't fit the marketing strat. That's right. That's exactly right. Case closed. I do love yeah. it though. That's funny. Thanks for bringing it up. Uh, is that all we got? That's all we got this week, folks. All right. We covered Thanks a lot. For listening. As always, see you next week.